Hey, it's Josiah Novak, and welcome to the True Transformation Podcast, the top fitness podcast for men who want to get ripped, naturally boost testosterone levels, and use fitness as a tool to not only look and feel better, but improve all areas of life in the process. Welcome to the show. Buckle up. Life moves fast. Let's make it count. What's going on, everybody? Josiah Novak back again with the True Transformation Podcast. Today, we're talking about binge eating. And I don't know about you, but at many points in my life, I have struggled with binge eating. And it's usually correlated with my levels of stress and how I'm not able to really slow down at times. And I want to go through some things that have helped me along the way, control my binge eating, or at least minimize it at times, and ultimately create a plan for success when it comes to our meals, our nutrition, and how we treat food and how we look at food. So without further ado, let's just jump right into things. So a couple of things I want to say up front, oftentimes binge eating is correlated and related to a psychological issue. And this is not me saying you got mental problems, right? This is me saying that at times it might pay huge dividends to actually talk to a counselor or a professional, someone who can actually help you uncover some of the trauma or pain that you've been maybe just trying to bury deep inside and you're not able to address it on your own. This is part of life in many cases. I've been there. Trust me, I've been through many instances in my life where I needed help. And that's not something to shake your head at or look down on. In fact, I truly believe that's what being a human is all about is learning from others, being open to mentorship, and honestly, getting ahead because you're willing to face these things that most people are not. It's why people stay stuck. They're not willing to change. They're not willing to get feedback or talk things out. So do that. If that's something that's been on your heart or mind, um, don't just listen to this podcast and think I'm going to solve all of your problems. I'll help you for sure. But take time to reach out to a professional if getting some help is what you need. The other thing I'll say is binge eating oftentimes starts really young. I know for me, when I was a kid, there was a lot of habits. And if you're a parent, listen up, because this is something that I'm trying to be more mindful of with my kids. The old saying where it's like, you know, why why don't you eat all your food? Because there's somewhere, uh, there's kids starving somewhere in Africa or, and I don't know why we used Africa. That's so messed up. Like there's kids starving everywhere, including the United States. So there are kids starving in the world. That is true. It doesn't mean though that we need to force our kids to overeat. I think that we make a huge mistake of continuing these weird traditions and sayings and just ways of raising our children that maybe our parents used and weren't the most effective. They just didn't know any better. So before you're forcing your kid to eat everything and feel stuffed and basically consume large amounts of food, make sure that you're paying attention to what they're saying as well. For instance, I want my kids to eat healthy as much as possible. So if they're eating healthy foods, but they don't clean their plate, one thing I'll look out for is, are they snacking or trying to snack later? Right? Are they hungry within short periods of time after their meal? Because if they are, then I know that maybe they could eat a little bit more at dinner and I need to be a little bit more mindful of that. But if they're not hungry for hours afterwards, I don't need to worry about force feeding them just because there's someone starving somewhere. Maybe I just need to put less on their plate and then give them opportunity to eat more if they're still hungry. When I was a kid, that was huge in my house. Like My mom made a ton of, to be fair, a ton of food uh, because we were six kids and she would 
cook things in bulk, cheap stuff, spaghetti, rice, things that she could make loads of and not spend tons of money on. I remember, I think we had this weekly menu that I feel like repeat repeated uh, pretty much every week for years on end, where it was like chili, it was beef, it was gravy and beef and rice. It was actually really good, by the way. And then we had spaghetti. And then we had, I think, one night where my dad would go to McDonald's and buy like 50, uh, 50 cent cheeseburgers, right? So there was a lot of food in my house. And we were never starving, but it was just a lot of cheap stuff. Uh, my mom did her best to be healthy, but to be honest, it was just hard to feed that many kids and eat these well-prepared, nutritious meals because I just don't think they had the education that maybe we do now. There are plenty of ways to eat healthy now that won't require you breaking the bank if that's your thing, or if you're totally fine financially, you're just like, I just don't know how to put together these larger meals for the family that are healthy. We can talk about that. But going back to my original point, binge eating for me started as a kid because there was a lot of emotional turmoil as a kid. And so food was always something that was a focus in our house, right? It was like, we always had the bunch of cheap food, but we never had the good stuff. And I remember when we go to the grocery store, I would go with my mom and we would go grocery shopping and I'd see all the the fancy foods, right? That I wanted, like the box stuff that all my friends had, the pop tarts. And to my mom's credit, she never bought that stuff. It was just not from a place of health. It was more like scarcity. Like, no, we're not going to buy that. It's too expensive, right? Or no, only rich people buy that stuff, right? Because they have extra money for food. We have to stick to the basics. So I always thought, oh, food is almost like a status, right? So when I would be given opportunities as I got older and I had some money in my pocket, I started thinking of food as like an experience, right? And in some cases it is, I'm not going to lie. Some of these restaurants that I've been to over the years are amazing. But I would look at food from a scarcity point of view where I would want to eat as much of it as possible when given the opportunity because I never had all the good stuff, right? It's, it's almost like a drug. It's like, in fact, it probably hit a lot of the sensory parts of my brain that drugs would have hit when you're eating this junk and you don't get it all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, this stuff is so good. I'll never forget the first time I ever went to a buffet. I believe it was with a friend uh, whose parents took us there after like a sporting event. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way I get to eat all this. Like this is, this is insane. So it made me feel good, which then started to have this correlation between stuffing myself and feeling better about myself. Now, I was fortunate as a kid to where I was never overweight. I was actually very active. So I burned off tons of calories and I stayed really skinny and just didn't, never had a lot of muscle or was never ripped as a kid, just skinny, to be honest. But that all caught up to me when I was in my early 20s. And I had never stopped this whole cycle of eating normal followed by a binge, eating normal followed by a binge. And it would basically be that way for many years until I was able to really uncover what was causing this. And it was really just number one, realizing that I had a terrible relationship with food. I had a scarcity mindset around food that when I was presented with the opportunity to eat foods that were not healthy, that tasted really good, I felt like, man, I need to eat all of this basically. I need to do everything in my power to consume as much of this as possible in the shortest time possible. <clears throat> and then of course, when I got into bodybuilding in my early 20s and I actually started to learn the art of losing fat, not even things that were that great or methods that were sustainable, but things like low-carb diets or low-calorie diets or keto diets or these old-school bodybuilding diets that had you eat tiny little meals every hour or two hours. That made my relationship with food even worse for a period of time because I would suffer through the week and 
finally get to the weekend after dieting for six or seven, five to six days. And I would just do anything in my power to avoid a cheat meal. But when given the opportunity to have a cheat meal, I would go all out, right? I'd order like two pizzas, chicken wings, mozzarella sticks, and I would just eat until I was sick in many cases, which is looking back embarrassing to say because I was just treating my body really terribly, but most importantly, treating my mind really terribly. So if you're out there listening to this and you're like, man, it sounds like me. This is what I do. I'm strict for a while and then I binge. Well, let's break this down. So one of the things that we want to pay close attention to, which I think everyone should pay close attention to, whether or not you have a binge eating problem, is your stress management. We're all going to be stressed out at times. Like, I don't want to be unrealistic and say, hey, there's a way to avoid all stress. That's not true. Some stress is good. Um, Stress is just our reaction to things. We want to have some stress because we want to have some flags raised when there are things that pop up in our world that need our attention. If we're just going to ignore all the red flags that come across our dashboard every day or week or month or whatever, then we might really run into some issues. So stress is definitely not a bad thing. It's just how we manage stress. Oftentimes, we don't take time to slow down, right? Like... Literally, it's funny. I'm as I'm recording this podcast, I'm staring at the bookshelves in front of me that carry hundreds of books that I've acquired over the years, and I've read a lot of them. Some of them I haven't read because I don't slow down sometimes in my life, and therefore I don't have time to read some of these books that I've accumulated, which is interesting because it's like reading in some cases is a good way to de-stress. Right, you're forcing yourself to slow down acquire knowledge, read, and be present. And that can do wonders for your mental health. Because a lot of what binge eating comes down to is it's really how we cope with stress. If we're working a lot or we're trying to juggle a lot of things and we get to the end of a long day, eating a lot of food chemically can lower your cortisol levels, right? Like when you eat a bunch of food, your body goes, okay, I can chill out because I'm not going to starve. It triggers some relaxation uh, type feelings some lowering of stress. But guess what? It kind of comes back full circle because then you realize, oh, wait, I'm eating way too much. I feel sick now. I don't feel healthy. I'm not healthy because I'm gaining tons of fat. And I don't know how to stop this cycle because I'm just not able to manage stress effectively. All right? You following me here? So this is why we have to look at our stress management. We got to say, okay, let's get real. Right? Am I putting too much on my plate or am I stressed out because I'm not doing the things I need to be doing? Right? Am I chasing things that are not going to serve me? Am I wasting a bunch of time with frivolous things that don't give me an ROI? You know, there's a, a case to be made for people who are maybe lazy in some areas and they get stressed because they allow things to pile up and they don't address them. And then guess what? Then all of a sudden they're completely stressed out because it's disaster time and it's emergency time. And you're now stressed because you don't know how to manage that. So you turn to food as a coping mechanism. So I don't think the easy, the easiest way to deal with this is just say, okay, like let's lower our stress levels and let's do this or that or whatever. Let's go meditate. And sure, those things can definitely help. I would definitely recommend not even so much meditation, but just two or three minutes here and there of just doing nothing throughout your day to reset. But I will say this, we may need to just replace the food part with either food, right? Other foods that are not going to destroy you calorie-wise or other things that give you relaxation and pleasure. For example, watching something funny, right? When you're stressed out, 
I know it's going to be hard at first, but you might say, you know what, instead of reaching for the bag of Doritos or Snickers bar, I'm going to pull up my favorite comedian and I'm going to watch something that makes me laugh before I go off and try to find something to eat. Or you might have a rule where it's like, hey, instead of reaching for the Snickers bar, I'm going to, I'm going to have an apple first. And then if I'm still dying to have something sugary, then maybe I'll partake in a cookie or something, right? But you start to replace some of these triggers with healthier things. And then you start to work on the front end, which is how do I avoid some of these chaotic high-stress situations down the road? As time goes on, I want to become better at managing my stress. How do I do that? Well, it starts with figuring out, are there things you have neglected that might be coming to the surface in the form of stress. Maybe it's relationship stress. Maybe it's your health, right? Maybe it's just, hey, I haven't been consistent with my health and therefore I'm really stressed out about it. And instead of doing something about it to fix it, I turn to food and I make it worse. Hey, we've all been there, man. Like, I, If you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, it's me, but I feel kind of like a jerk. No, dude, that's part of life. We've all been in those circumstances. So don't think that you're alone on that. Another thing that I know will help tremendously with binge eating is actually having a nutrition plan that you love. Like, it's okay to love your nutrition plan, guys. Like, you don't have to be on this Spartan diet to be fit. You can actually have a meal plan that includes things that you absolutely love. And you can do so in a way that's stressful. It doesn't require you to make meals every two hours. You can still eat out like a normal person and partake in a couple of drinks here and there and not worry about your fitness level because you have things mapped out that allow you to be fit and still enjoy life. That is totally possible. So it comes down to, and I've done many podcasts on how to do this, but, and by the way, you can always go over to the truetransformation.com forward slash coaching if you want to get some help on this. But at the end of the day, nutrition is really simple. You just got to make sure you're eating close to the right amount of calories on a consistent basis and getting get more protein and quality nutrients in your diet. If you get those two things right, your whole life is going to change because those are like the big movers inside of your nutrition plan. The other thing that I see impact our ability to control binge eating is sleep. We stay up way too late. We're scrolling on our phones. We're doing things that take away from our sleep time and our relaxation time. So we wake up on edge, groggy, tired, run down. And so our body's naturally looking for quick energy sources. In this case, things like high sugar, high fat foods. So we start to get drawn to these binge-worthy foods, cookies, ice cream, whatever. And our lack of sleep contributes to our inability to control ourselves. we got to really focus on sleep, guys. Like You got to take a minute and say, how do I get to bed a little bit earlier? How do I get better sleep? And it starts with really controlling two things. One, your caffeine intake during the later parts of the day, and also your technology later in the day, right? So if you're on your phone at midnight, scrolling through mindless stuff. Well, yeah, that's why you're not falling asleep. You need to cut that stuff out, darken your room, cool cool your room down, cool your sheets. If you're going to watch something, watch something on TV and wear blue blockers, you know, and then give yourself like 15 minutes after you watch something on TV just to like chill. Think about your thoughts. Read. Reading is a perfect segue into sleep. And that can do wonders for your ability to control your nutrition and stay on top of your diet, your workouts, and just your overall game plan and avoid some of these binge eating situations. As we wrap this podcast up, because I think it's a good starting point for people trying to control their binge eating, what I think would be a great piece of homework for you is to really write down the circumstances that lead to binge eating. So 
where in your week, where in your month, where in your day do you run into these situations? Is it social situations, right? Is it where you're at a party or you're at a restaurant and you're just like, man, I just go out because I've been waiting so long for this meal and blah, blah, blah. Or is it alcohol related when you drink? Does that lead to binge eating? Is it sleep related? Is it stress related? Write these things down. That's the first thing. We got to get real and actually get visual too with what is going on? Like, where does this stuff happen? And then we can start to tackle each situation individually, come up with a system and a game plan to help you overcome these specific instances where binge eating rears its ugly head. All right, my friends, if you need more help with this stuff, I hope this podcast helped. Number one, just shoot me an email, Josiah at the true transformation.com and say, Hey, I listened to the podcast on binge eating and I'd like some more help with that. And I'd be happy to share some more resources with you and talk about coaching if it makes sense. We work with guys 30 and older who have at least one child busy career who need to lose weight, we help you map out an entire system to not only get in the best shape of your life, lose fat, boost testosterone, get ripped, but stay there for the rest of your life so you never have to worry about this stuff again. If that sounds like you're a high performer who wants to be ripped and in shape this year, go to thetruetransformation.com forward slash coaching. Or in the meantime, just keep listening to the show. We'll keep pumping out valuable pieces of content just like this for you and the other people in your life. So life moves fast, make it count. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave us um, a review. A review. Come back next time.